Hey y'all, welcome to This One's On Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Nia. Join me weekly as I discuss different topics from friendships and feelings to love and healing. I create this space to connect with you all along the journey. Let's get straight to it. Hey y'all, welcome to This One's On Purpose podcast. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about writing with someone who I've been learning that they've been, they've been deep off in the writing game. So um, she's just going to introduce herself and give a little bit of background that she has in writing and we're going to go from there. First of all, it's lies, okay? I'm not that deep into the game. Um, I think that it always kind of just started off as an outlet for me and then just kind of developed into something that I needed to do to like be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but a little bit about myself. My name is Travello. Um, a lot of people know me, you know what I'm saying, on the gram, on Twitter as your girl, No Booty Judy, you know what I'm saying? That's booty with two eyes, one for left cheek, one for right cheek. That's how we do it. So when I was talking to you a couple of weeks ago, um, you were telling me like how you wrote a pilot when you were in college. And did that, was that where like writing started for you or like where was the beginning where you're like, oh, I like this. This is my outlet. So again, writing was first introduced to me as like something to do to just kind of stay busy. I was the only child. So like I always wanted to find something to do. Like my mother had to keep me busy. So reading and writing were the first two things. And once, you know, uh, I kind of realized like, oh, I like it. And I started um, reading things that I enjoy and it wasn't assigned to me for homework or something like that. That's when I really got into it. Uh, But as far as it becoming an outlet, that happened when, ooh, child, when them emotions come through, you know what I'm saying? I was like, probably like high school. I was like, what is going on with me? Like, what is this? I need to explore it. And then I was just going through things. I was in a class at the time and they wanted me to write some poetry. And I said, I did used to do that. Let me do that again. Um, and then that's when I would say ever since then it became like an outlet. And I was like, this is where it's at because I'm a talker, but at the same time, you know, in black households, you know, you are told sweep it underneath the rug. Mm-hmm. If they don't live in here, it ain't none of their business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, kind of taking that one I said you know what how can I let this out and that's when I started writing and I did that assignment girl got my little a I said we're gonna keep this going and it, it just became a thing so your girl I got a journal I like doing prompts all of it so when it comes to writing I feel like people think it's just a boom sit down right I feel like people may have like misconceptions on like the process, you know, cause sometimes it is hard to write or what you're thinking in your head doesn't, it doesn't convey how you thought in your head on paper. So what do you feel are some of the misconceptions that people have about writing itself and then a writer's process if they don't really know? You're absolutely right. So when I first started writing in my mind, I was like, Oh, this has to be good. And what is the definition of good? Like, is it scholarly? You know what I'm saying? Did I spell everything right? And I think that was my biggest thing. Like, I was writing it as if it wasn't a was an assignment or if it if it was gonna get published. You know what I mean? And I'm like, girl, nobody reading this but you. You know what I'm saying? Like, live your truth, be yourself. And and once I kind of did that, I didn't worry about spelling stuff. You know, if it was spelled correctly, it was just to just get it all out. That was like, so that's kind of like my process. My first round is just to get it all out. It may not make sense to, you know, other people, but for me, it makes sense. And I think that's the thing that that matters to most. Uh, just one, get it all out. Two, um, make sure that it's your truth, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no point in lying because you don't have to put it out there for other people, you know? Yeah. 
And then if you do intend for it to, you know, go out there for other people, then we'll do a little spell check or whatever. <laughs> but I think that's the biggest misconception is that people really think that it has to be quote unquote good, right? But good is subjective. Yeah, because when I first started writing poetry, I'm like, well, is this like good enough? And then when I really tapped in and I was like, just write how you feel. And that whole book that I wrote, is just me and my feelings. Um, but I did want to ask, for you, say you're dealing with something like really hard or difficult or like emotionally exhausting. When you write that down, is it hard for you to read it back? Do you feel like it's necessary to read it back to yourself or do you just write it as a release and then like, okay, I want this away from me? That's so funny you said that because my chat book that I actually finally put all together is stuff from like years ago and I hadn't touched it. Like I wrote it and I just kind of left it there. <clears throat> Like I said earlier, for me, the process is just to get it out, you know? Um, so I think it all kind of depends. Like I have stuff that I have written and I was like, okay, no, this is too dark. I got to, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need no records, no recollection of this. I got to get rid of it, you know, burn it, do the whole little, you know, eclectic scene or whatever underneath the moon, like the paper in the trash can. <laughs> um, but then there is stuff that I'm like, ooh, I want to come back to this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for like, my journals, I love to keep those because I like to to go back and read them and see the growth, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and and be like, ooh, girl, you was in your <laughs> bag. But, you know, I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, but you're okay now. So yeah. for me, um, I think it depends. But most, most of the time I keep my stuff because I like to read it, come back to it um, mm-hmm. and just see the growth. Like, wow, who did this to you? Who hurt you? <laughs> Guess what? They don't you no more. You I know? know? I was looking at something and like, it's so crazy because you forget situations as you, you know, grow and evolve. So I, I was like, let me see what I was talking about. And I was looking at one of my old journals. And as soon as I started reading it, I immediately knew who I was talking about. I was like, girl, they had you like that. They had you down bad. Like, it's, it's <laughs> funny. And it's like, it's also like, I'm glad that I'm not in that space no more. Like, that's why. So I'm like you, like, I like to document things so I can look back and see the growth or I can see like, I used to think like that or, oh, wow, that changed or, you know, I'm saying so like it's just a it's like a living breathing documentary that's ever evolving to get away from like writing when when it comes to like reading what do you feel is like the most touching thing that you've ever read or maybe you wrote it yourself and you was like ooh, you wrote that like you really like (laughs) what is something that you read and it was like like it really touched your soul like Ooh, see, you you want me to have, you want me to be talking on this thing forever. So I recently just kind of like fell back into love with reading. I think um, I have, I graduated high school, went smack to college, you know, so reading for me was more like assignment. Like it's a duty, it's a task. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for the longest time I was like, I do not like reading, you know, mm-hmm. but I remember being young and love, you know, sitting with my mom and reading a book, going to the library and stuff like that. So I had to do something. And I was like, what is going on? I realized that I, I it was such a task. Um, yeah. And so one of my homegirls, she hit me up. She was like, I'm doing a book club. You should join. I'm like, girl, is that a thing? Like, people really do that? I'm thinking Oprah Book Club. I'm like, I'm not some old bitty, you know what I'm saying, with nothing to do. Like, what was tea? And so she's like, no, you know what I'm saying? We're all educators. We're all this, we're all that. Like, just come. And um, she even got the book for me. And I was like, okay, all right. You you taking a leap of faith in me. I'm going to do it. And so the book was um, Homegoing. Mm-hmm. And 
I loved it. And this was probably like, what's this? This is probably like four or five years ago. And when I tell you, I, I devoured that book. And I hadn't read like that in such a long time. And it was something that I actually wanted to read and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And so that's on my must read list. Everybody has to read that book. So if you're listening right now, go read that book. If you have read that book, then vibe with me right now because it's just that good. Like, I was like, wow, so you do enjoy reading, you know? You just have to find stuff that you like. Mm -hmm. And and ever since then, I have took a challenge um, and challenged myself to read at least one book a month. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that now successfully, girl. Sometimes I get like 15 books, you know what I'm saying? I think the most I've read was was 15, but... In one <laughs> so, month? No, in a year. Oh, okay, all right. And yeah, so I've been reading a host of things. Can you give like a little bit of a background about what Homegoing is about without like telling too much? Because I haven't, I, ain't, I haven't read it. <laughs> and it's okay, because you know what? I'm going to pass the torch and I'm going to get the book for you like somebody did for me. Um, so Homegoing is about basically family history. And it, and it goes back to um, these two girls uh, in Africa, uh, mm-hmm. they, they, one of them actually, uh, gets enslaved. And so you see how her family tree happens. Right. And then the other one, she, um, she comes to America. Mm-hmm. And so you get these two perspectives yeah. of literally black history of like, if you know where your family come from, you know, they may have been enslaved da, 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 da. and then some people, you know, they, uh, stay where they're from stuff like that. So it's really good. And I love because each chapter is a different character. Like each chapter is a different person from the family tree. And so you just get to see how they connect all the dots and literally you move through, you move through time, Yeah, you know? So it's, it's really dope. I love it. And I'm definitely going, you know, pay it forward and get that for you. I'm excited. I'm excited. And I like, I like stories like that where you get the different perspectives. So it's not just that one person point of view. And it's like, well, damn, they was living this life and they didn't even know that this person was thinking this and they was going through this. Like, so it's just like, it's a lot going on. But like you said, it all comes back together. So I appreciate stories like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for the people who don't know you, they may not know that you're like a creator. So aside from being an educator, you have like creative goals and aspirations. So could you talk a little bit about that? And then I guess my question after you talk about that is, do you ever feel fear of like not having a no guarantee security when it comes to pursuing a creative career full time? Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> um, I actually was just grappling with myself about this because I'm in school, grad school right now for um a degree in which I will receive my master's in yes. directing for television and film. And like, I have always loved TV. I feel like if you grew up in the nineties, like, you know, TV really was it, especially mm-hmm. for our culture, right? Like you had so many primetime shows with black families, so many good sitcoms, you know, that, that, that came up during that time. So I loved TV, but being where I'm from and the way my life was set up, I didn't know that that could be a job. I didn't know that that could be a career, right? So everybody in my family was like, nah, we want you to do this. Like, you'll be really good at this. You're so smart, yada, yada, yada. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, you're right. Because I had no idea to to access this career of like television, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went with something safe. I went with something that I was good at, that I liked. But it wasn't until I... Um, graduated and I'm like 
girl, what are you doing? <laughs> you don't really know. So I stumbled, you know, it took me some years. And then I finally was like, you've always wanted to do this. Why haven't you? Bingo, fear. So that fear of like, one, not knowing how to get this career, not knowing how to get to it, um, not knowing what it looks like for a person like me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Until recently, when Issa Rae started popping up on the scene, yes. like people like Debbie Allen producing shows like Grey's Anatomy, you have Shonda Rhimes with Shonda Land, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I saw it, and I'm like, oh, Black women are doing this, you can do it, how? Um, so I started like reading, you know, the year of yes, that kind of got me into things and, and figuring out things, but I've always been creative. Like mm-hmm. I'm real witty. Like I, I, you could talk to me, baby. You say <laughs> one thing I got too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. and, and again, I didn't know that that could be a job. Like I didn't know people write those things down, right? Mm-hmm. Turn those things into TV shows, turn those things into jokes, into scripts, into movies. And so I kept writing, like you said, and then somebody one day was like, girl, you're funny. You should, like, do this. Eventually, I did it. I got on stage, and so I do do a little stand-up every now and then. Um, right now, I'm focusing on on writing shows that includes a lot of jokes, so sitcom-focused uh, type things. But when I think about it, I've always been creating, but I never really shared that with other people because of fear. Yeah. Yeah, but I think now it's like, Girl, if we could have a, a pandemic, <laughs> you could do whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if people out here, you know what I'm saying, going on whole trips, you know what I'm saying, backpacking through Europe doing a pandemic, <laughs> you're a director, you could be a producer, you know? Mm-hmm. So do you feel the fear, um, like what did the fear surround? Um, I think sometimes the fear is surrounded by, well, I like this, but am I going to make it with, I guess, per se, the elites or the big people? So there's that fear of making it. And then it's the fear of, damn, like, is this even really like, not, not that it's not worth pursuing, but I think when it comes to me, my biggest fear is stepping away from being comfortable because I'm so comfortable. Money is rolling in. I am so just Gucci. And I'm like, I'm about to walk away from all of this to pursue this. And that's when my friends remind me, like, it's it's faith. And so I'm just like, so where does your fear, like, what do you feel like your fear was kind of um, circling around when it came to you personally? Yeah, girl, um, I'm a big old scaredy cat. So I was afraid of <laughs> The unknown, I don't do well with change. You know, uh, I'm the type of person, you know, <laughs> I could dish it, but I can't take it. <laughs> so, like, it was all of those things. Um, but same with you. I, I have a career. Like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a wonderful teacher. I love it. You know, the, the money, I, I'm living comfortably, you know, like you said. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I kept, I kept, having this feeling, this thought, it just kept coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. And, you know, they say, baby, if it's calling you, you're going to have to answer one way or another. Mm-hmm. And and, it, and I was starting to find myself getting really frustrated and unhappy with my current job. And I was like, you got to do some work on yourself because, you know, you love the kids. You, you, you really enjoy teaching. Like, what's good? And when I did that, I realized that, that I didn't really give myself the chance to follow my dream because I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what it would look like, you know, didn't know who to talk to about it. Yada, yada, yada. So all of that unknownness, you know, false, false evidence appearing real that I didn't have, that wasn't tangible, uh, really stepped in. And I was also afraid too, because I went to a PWI 
And um, I did do some film classes. I did do some, you know, television and mass communication classes. And yeah, I, I want to say this, but I'm going to say, you know, be vulnerable. I was the last last girl picked for dodgeball. You know, my mm-hmm. ideas were like not chosen to um, get created by the class. You know, I was accused of being like the Tyler Perry. They they would say things like, oh, just like that show. Uh, what's it called? No, it's not. But mm-hmm. that's the only thing you know. Um, so that did that did deter me a lot. And so when I graduated, I was like, you know what? It's that's just not for me. Yeah. Um, so fear is real. <laughs> yeah. Fear I think real. I think my biggest thing is I feel like the fear, it's not always gonna be there, but it's gonna come in. And when it does come in and creep in, it's like Okay, now I don't even know if I want to step outside because the fear feels like it's overwhelming. But I think for me and for us, because, you know, we Sagittarius, I don't want to leave this earthly life without saying, like, with with feeling like I, I didn't pursue something that I really want to do. Because when I'm talking about acting or I'm talking about being on TV and film, like, I get so excited. Like, my whole demeanor switches up. Like, I am a light. Like, I am a light. So I'm like, Nia, for real, like, you're not going to pursue something that changes your whole glow about you. I just can't, I just can't be on, like, you know, I can't be up in that nursing home and, like, damn, I wish, like, what if I would have took that chance and moved to New York or L.A.? What, like, I'm not about to wonder if I, if I didn't do it because it's like, no, I'm going to do it. And, hey, when I become a star, that's going to be that. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just a person of, I'm going to try everything. Because why not? Mm-hmm. I'm out here trying little petty stuff. That's my thing. Like, I just can't. I can't leave this earth without saying, like, at least I tried. That's the that's yeah. the slogan. At least I tried. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's that and it's do it scared. Because like I said, I'm a scaredy cat. So I'm be scared of something. You might as well do something you want to do scared. Like... It's the inspiration behind it. Um, I think we low-key inspire ourselves. But then along the journey, you got people that are reach out to you like... I'm so proud of you. They be proud of you for going to a meeting. Like you ain't even on the big screen yet, but they just like, it's just the fact that you stepped out. And I feel like I wanted to ask, do you feel a lot of people, they don't even just take that step? Like fear won't even allow them to take that step or they don't break that fear down to even take the first step? For sure. I know for me, I didn't even think about it. Like I wouldn't even entertain the idea. Like I just be like, girl, bye. You got a job. You got somewhere to stay. You got food. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Would you? Why are you trying to mess this up? It just came to the point where it's like, I think you have to come to this realization like, okay, it's not enough. Yeah. You know? And uh, I had so many people around me just feeling like, they were like, you know, I just truly feel like I'm walking in my purpose, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, what's this you speak of? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, what is this? I want to know. I want to I be in the know. And, and I... I just was like, you know what? Why? Why not? It's people who who I talk to, they like, yeah, I love it. Like, I love my job. And I, because you know, some people, they'll put on like, you know, you don't even like this yeah. job. But some people, they really love their job. And I feel like you can see it in their work ethic, effort and enthusiasm. And so I just be sitting there like, damn, like, you really love what you do. I think that's the dopest thing because it's not fake and it's so authentic and you really thriving. I'm like, I want to love what I do. I want to feel like that. And no, every day is not going to be a walk in the park, but it's like, at the end of the day, you lay you lay down at night and say, I love what I do. That's crazy. It's definitely, and for so long too, I also 
thought it was a privilege. What do you mean? Like, it's a privilege for you to be able to, to lay down and say, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, to some degree, yes. Because some people, you know, they're not afforded the luxury of being like, oh, go figure it out what it is you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, and I talk a lot about this idea of like backwards traveling wealth where, you know, I love my family to death. They have done so much for me, you know, but I felt obligated to come back and like pay them back for, you know what I'm saying? Making sure I was squared away in college, like making sure I was able to go to college, you know? And meanwhile, like I have other counterparts that are like, yeah, I'm gonna just take a year off. Might go to Greece, you know, just, just walk around for a bit. And meanwhile, I'm like, sis, I got to actually pay this bill, though. Like, I had some wonderful people in my life that was like, you can do both and, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can. You can pay your family back and, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You could do the work on yourself. Okay. I just think that, like, I just really urge everybody that I come in contact with to just make sure, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, you're doing something for you like a hundred percent for you and I think if you're at least doing one thing that's just yours you don't have to check in with nobody about am I doing it right you know what I'm saying you don't have to check in nobody like did you want fries with that you (laughs) like just make sure it's at least one thing that you're doing for yourself a hundred percent and you don't have to include nobody you don't have to ask nobody to come along you know what I'm saying (laughs) And, and you'll make it there and that's what I hope. I hope. I hope I make it there. And, and if I don't, like we're not even gonna speak of that. We're not even gonna. <laughs> we you do. We yeah. So I enjoyed this conversation, and at the end, I try to ask people because I feel like I'm a music head. I love music. I, I ask people, "What is a song?" that you go to and you're just like, this song is so beautiful. Uh, It can make you cry. It can motivate you. Like, let me get on my shit real quick. It can make you feeling like my life is so beautiful. What is that song for you? The song, title, and the artist. So somebody recently posted on social media. They was like, I'm a SZA rising, Frank Ocean Moon, (laughs) like all of that. And I was was like, oh, that's me, that's me, that's me. So what I'm going to do right now, I have more than one song, okay? Okay. I'm a Sagittarius, so I break all the rules and I'm going to do that anyway. <laughs> right now, I have a few. I have a little rotation, like every six months. I'm like, oh yeah, remember that song? So right now, I have um, a new song, a newer song that's in rotation, Good Days by SZA. Like, yes. huh, it just, you know, even when I'm not having one, it, I, I listen to it and I'm like, but you should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other go-to any Frank Ocean song, but right now for this year, it's Moon River by Frank Ocean. And that one gets me to cry because I have a tendency to just push stuff down. And, mm-hmm. and when I need to like let it out and I know I'm being stubborn and I'm not going to, I just got to put that song on, blast it. And then I'm for sure going to have at least a thug tear <laughs> or two. And I'm like, okay, get yourself back together. So those two are currently um, my go-to songs for me to just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get, get back to me. Get back to being grounded. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. If you want to, um, if you want to drop your Instagram for the people to follow you. <laughs> yeah, and I and I do it once, and, and you know I'm definitely gonna do it again. Like I said, you can find me on Insta. You can find me on Twitter. Now let me let me give you a warning, okay? <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter. <sighs> Sometimes I don't know who that is that be, you know, 
on my keyboard. It's like an alter ego. Right? But Mm -hmm. all of my handles are the same. That's no booty Judy, N-O-B-O-O-T-Double Y. 